It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Ulysses, can you believe it that uh, we'd almost be at like the 30-game mark for the Rays and for Major League Baseball had things gone as normal and this whole coronavirus thing hadn't happened? We'd be talking about baseball today. We'd be talking about a game that happened on the field yesterday, I'm sure. I know. We were talking about the first complete game by a race pitcher thrown by Tyler yeah. Glass now, obviously. Tyler Glass now, uh, and then you've got Blake Snell after. Maybe, who knows, we might have had three complete games at this point. Exactly. Charlie Morton, Kevin They're, Cash would have uh, dyed his hair yellow or uh, you know orange, blue, something like that. Oh, that should be a thing. They they need to bring that back. Bring back yeah. some of the wackiness, some of the costumes, all that stuff. This is the year to do it. This is the year to go crazy Big and Rona. have fun and um, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. I'm looking at you, Austin Meadows. Looking at you, Ryan Yarbrough. Okay, I know you're. Pro- you hey. guys probably aren't the uh, the 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 costume crowd and dyeing your hair and all that, but hey, go for it. Yeah, Willie Adamas copied Austin Meadows with the haircut. Did you see that? Yeah, maybe this is a new thing for the Rays. Everybody I think that's the new thing. Everybody's just going, you know. That might have to Bruce be a new Willis. segment. Who looks best and worst with uh, <laughs> going bald? Man, oh man, yeah. I I can't pull off the bald look, and I'm honestly jealous of anybody that can. I feel like you've got to have kind of a real like muscle head to you. You've got to be, you almost have to have to be like a Marine to be able to pull off the, you, you the might have to, yeah, you might have to have uh muscles on your larynx yeah. in order to look good. Like I would say Andrew Kittredge probably would not look good. No. Fully bald. No. Could you imagine oh. Paul Giamatti fully bald? Not a right. good look. Yeah. Not a good look. Yandy Just Diaz saying. would probably look good. 
Yes, Yandy Diaz could pull it off, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, baseball. We <laughs> actually right. do. Um, so we're, we're continuing the, the weekly series of uh, best moments, greatest moments. And again, um, the boss's directive is to talk about the best ro- uh, moments in your franchise's history. Uh, since our podcast is about the Rays, we've covered a lot of those moments uh, over the course of best moments of the decade, best moments of the... 2010s and everything like that. So um, let me preface this by saying that our moments might not necessarily be th- what everybody thinks of, or mine, anyways. It's it's more of okay. We we every, we've already we've we've already talked about game 162, game 163. I mean, we've talked about some of the big big moments for sure. So some of them might not be. They might be more of our personal favorite moment. So I'm going to preface that. For example, on Monday, I talked about the changeover in ownership from Vince Namoli to Stu Sternberg. To me, that was a huge, huge issue. With that said, Ulysses, okay. that, that long-winded explanation, I will let you go ahead with one of your greatest <laughs> favorite moments in Ray's history. Well, I got to tell you now, I'm just going to be thinking about what, what is your moment uh, as, as, I'm, as I'm explaining my pick. But um, you've got 20 years, you, you go through 20 yeah, years yeah. Of, of race history, <laughs> devil race history. See if you can pick it out. That's, That's your right. question. Yeah, it's going to be a, a comeback victory against the Red Sox in 2004, most likely. Love um, it. Okay, so in 2009, we all know the Rays were coming back from that World Series year. Mm-hmm. They were doing pretty well, actually. With 30 games to go, there were 72 and 60. Okay, so mm-hmm. it, it wasn't awful to think, okay, well, this team that's 12 over could go 500. And, you know, if you win 15, you can get 87 wins. Something nice can happen, you know? Right. Uh, the team went 12 and 18. Okay, uh, yeah. marked, highlighted by an 11 game losing streak streak that just basically put them out of contention and by the time that streak was over they were 73 and 73 so is that i wonder if that's the longest losing streak in ray's history not devil ray's history but ray's history because that's I think pretty so. lengthy it was lengthy yeah. i mean they, they went through a whole road trip and 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 homestand i think i mean 11 games is uh pretty bad pill to swallow and yeah. so 72 and 60 drops them down to 73 and 73 finally when they get out of it uh pretty bad but there was a very big franchise moment that mm-hmm. happened at the end of that uh last homestand october 2nd 2009 a young man with the name of bj upton decided to become the first raised player ever to hit for the cycle and he did that's awesome uh, it was it was so great, and when you see the highlights, you know Sabathia was trying to get his twentieth win with when no Yankee pitcher had done that since Andy Pettit in o two o three, and the Rays denied him quickly and powerfully. I mean, he was out of there by the third inning. Uh, the, the, the Rays were winning eleven to one, something ridiculous like that, and uh, you know BJ started with a triple. Then a double, a home run, a base hit. By the fifth inning, Kevin, by the fifth inning with two out, he already completed the cycle. Could he have done the double cycle maybe if the game well, had he, gone into extra innings? Right. That's what he was working on after that. Uh, he, he finished the game with six RBIs. I mean, just an incredible night for a guy that unfortunately did not have a, such a good, good year. I mean, it was his lowest OPS at 686. 
uh, in his Tampa Bay years. So that's his second lowest, uh, unless you compare him to his 2006 numbers when he was 21. Right. Um, so, you know, not a great year for him in 2009, not a great year for the team per se. You know, he did have that labrum issue going for the whole year. He didn't really get that fixed. But overall, this is a great franchise moment. I mean, to, to, to have somebody hit for the cycle and as being Rays fans, it's so cool to be able to say, I saw the first. I remember the oh, first yeah. of the whole franchise. It's very cool to be in the inception, the origin of, of something. And I think as Rays fans, we should uh, be a little bit more appreciative of the fact that we're watching, you know, the founding fathers of the franchise. Right. You know, we saw the, the founding moments of, of this team. And, and that's why we hold it so dear when people talk about Montreal and all that stuff. But uh, this is a great franchise moment, B.J. Upton hitting for the cycle. That was great, and you know how I love B.J. Upton, just his pure athleticism and talent mm-hmm. overall. And it's moments like that that goes to show you, I think he had a lot more potential yes. than was maybe exhibited in his final stats. Um, by the way, was that 2009 year? Was that the year he and uh, Evan Longoria got into a dugout argument? I feel like it was a little bit later than that, but I could I be wrong. I think it was 2010, okay. the year after. Right, right. Um, but yeah, to be able to hit for the cycle like that, not only does it take luck and skill, but you've got to be able to have all the hit tools. You've got to be able to have power. You've got to be able to have speed. You've got to be able to, I mean, it's, it is one of those great moments for sure. And it, it's BJ Upton's like a guy who he just did like weird things, like in the, like just amazing feats, like the postseason. He had seven home runs. Like, how does right. a guy do that? Like, he he showed like bursts and and spurts of greatness throughout yeah. his career. And he, of course, he had a couple of really good seasons with the Rays. But like, I feel like he could have done so much more. Honestly, yeah. The the potential in BJ Upson was was immense, and I think he honestly any other kid out there working towards a baseball path. Uh, even some guys that are like young triple a guys would love to have bj upton's career would absolutely take it they would sign that piece of paper and be like yep one bj upton's uh n- not only his career but also his salary his bank um, account yeah his bank account i'll do yeah, that thank sure. you very much um and and have the moments that he lived during his his mlb career however with his potential though it's kind of Man, you think, oh, couldn't he have done just a little bit something? You know, mm-hmm. the health. It always goes right. with health, right? I mean, he he wasn't a huge healthy guy. Um, you know, the labrum issue again that that bothered him the whole year. Yeah. When your speed is one of your main components, and if that's out of the window, I mean, man, what are you gonna do? Right. And strikeout and plate discipline was another thing too. He was that's huge. He was prone to the strikeout, but I was because he was such. What I was amazed about him was he wasn't a big, bulky guy, but he had power when yeah. he needed to use it and when he was able to make contact with the ball. Like he was, I mean, he almost looked like a cross country runner with his build and everything. Yes, he did. Quick question Who do you think has more raw power, BJ Upton or Brendan Lau? Because oh, they're both great unsuspecting, question. you know guys with with power so i think bj might have hit 28 in one season and it might have been with the race in his last year yeah uh, 
So who do you think has more raw power? BJ I, I or B-Low? B-Low just a little bit with okay. some of his shots. And that might be a little bit of recency bias, but it's Bam Bam. his, yeah, the, the exit velocity. And, and I mean, you look at all the, I love to see what like BJ's bat speed, how it compares to Brandon Lau's. But I think Brandon Lau legitimately has 30 home run potential if he can stay healthy for a full I'd, season. For sure. I, I, I'd love to see uh, B. Lau hitting seven home runs in a postseason because that means the Rays are doing pretty yes. well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that means they're getting far into the postseason as That's well. Right. That is a great moment. Yeah, franchise first like that are huge. No hitter, Matt Gars, yeah. like stuff like that is just great. So very good pick on your part. I'll tell you mine after this. Okay, Ulysses, continuing our series for the rest of this week on greatest moments or best moments in Ray's franchise history. Again, we've talked extensively about Game 162, so we're going to kind of put that aside a little bit. Game 163, some of those things. Um, Okay, this moment occurred actually a year later than yours. Okay. July 13th, 2010. Does that ring any kind of bell? It's trying to subliminally, but uh, um, I, I don't know. Okay. That was the date of the MLB All-Star Game. And it was also significant in the fact that the Rays had three starters. Good one. On the, all, the American League All-Star roster. Four, four total All-Stars, if you include Rafael Soriano, but three actually, okay, from any inning one, these... These raised players are on the field. Carl Crawford, Evan Longoria, and on the mound, David Price. And I felt this was a significant moment from the fact of it really actualized the fact that, okay, MLB fans and the MLB world is giving the Rays some of the respect they deserve and actually acknowledging them, and also Rays fans for coming out and voting too. That's right. So that was a couple of of big things there, and for me, it it brings back a little bit of nostalgia because growing up, I don't know what your situation was, but uh, when I was uh, a young adolescent, um, we didn't have cable, you know, slow internet connection. Um, you know, if you wanted to watch the stars of the game, it was either playoffs or All Star game. You, you weren't able to. Right. Uh, with the uh, two taps on your phone, look up highlights of of Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, right. or whoever it was. So the All Star Game was really that opportunity to see all these greats in one place that you heard about, that you read about, but you maybe didn't really see on the regular. So that sure. that just brought some more significance to me of like, wow, the Rays have okay, they've arrived in the national sure. landscape, and and maybe. Um, you know, maybe that more fans can come about and that it can grow as a franchise and those sorts of things. Of course, the 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 attendance issues have uh, have matriculated and, and yeah. become realized since then. But for that moment there, it was I thought it was very, very special. Um, and that's a record too. four raise all stars uh, in in one year and, and three, three starters, too. It's a great pick. It's a great pick, man, because. You know, you used to remember the days 
uh, of Tampa Bay Devil Devil Rays baseball, mm-hmm. and Ed being Rocco Baldelli or Carl Crawford. I don't know if BJ Upton ever made one appearance, uh, but I'm pretty sure Carl Crawford and Rocco and Rocco did. Um, you know, and and it's just the one guy. They just had to have one representative. Yeah, and that was it. And it was know? like a pity pick too. It was like, oh, here's your one. Okay. And move Every along. team has to have one. Right, Here's, exactly. Move yeah. along. Yeah. And uh, so so, so the, the, <laughs> how quickly things can change. And, and you're right. The, the Tampa Bay market, we always say this, the media nationally, I mean, it just does such a disrespect to, to what goes on here in, in, in Tampa Bay with, with the team in baseball but, and the players. But in that year, at least – the 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 national media and fans as well and regionally too the fans you you're right the fans have mm-hmm. to come out and and be the first ones to vote and and kind of push the envelope right and they did they did and, and look at that price and crawford they became very high paid players uh in an off season for not only a rival team but one of the most franchised uh, you know, historic teams of the game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of a platform for them to be on and for a lot of teams with a lot of money saying, when does this guy a free agent? Yes. Oh, Crawford. Oh, okay. So after this year, he's pretty good. And this kid price, okay, he's under control for the next three years. Okay, well, let's put our eyes on, on this kid and on when he can become a free agent or when he's almost yeah. done with playing with the arbitration. You know, it, it was great. I think that's a fantastic mm-hmm. pick. Good job. And unfortunately, of course, both of them wound up playing for the Red Sox for an extended period. By the way, this all-star game, no Red Sox in the starting lineup, which made it even better. I just love that, yeah. Made it even better. I feel like with the all-star game, too, and maybe it's just because I've gotten older, and and to me it just doesn't mean as much as when I was a kid, but it's so there's so much accessibility now with MLB TV. Um, Like, back then, when we were growing up, it was – okay, you can, you can watch your local market game. For me, it was the Cincinnati Reds. Right. And then on, on Saturdays, you have the Fox game of the week, national game of the week. And mm-hmm. that was about it. I yeah. couldn't go on Twitter and, and look up highlights of, of Matt no. Chapman or you know, pick a player, pick an all-star. Yeah. So it, it really it was like, wow, I'm seeing all these guys in one place. And, <laughs> Do you remember uh, before that game, there was this week in baseball? I think, I mean, I'm That's sure right. I was, loved uh, this week in baseball. I loved it, man. I loved it, yeah. You'd watch that right before the national game. Yeah, yeah, it, it was another time, and and I think the accessibility definitely helps the players kind of you know uh, put themselves out there, and, and you know kids can feel a little bit closer to those mm-hmm. superheroes they they, right. they think they're watching on TV. Of course, that's awesome, but yeah, it was a different time, and and to finally have that contrast happen between the one solo pick because they pity you to yeah. having three guys in the starting lineup, and then. And uh, I'm pretty sure – didn't Soriano pitch the eighth inning in that game? That sounds right, yeah. And I think they right. left Mariano for the for the ninth. Of course. But, I mean, Soriano was uh, pretty good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he game. was. Indeed. And he got himself a pretty good contract after that year as well with played the Nats. The Rays. Yeah, right? for the or Rays. Or the Yankees, yeah. Play for the Rays and you can get paid yeah. in a year or two or three. Eventually – you will make your coin. By the way, that was a significant all-star game in the sense of that was, I believe, the first year that World Series home field advantage was decided from the winner okay. of the all-star game. 
Uh, and then of course it stopped what in 2016. So they kept that run in for five, six years, something like that. Oh, seven years. Hold up. Didn't Crawford win MVP that year? I thought that was the year before. Oh, the year before. Okay. Yeah. The year before 2009. Okay. Right now that would have yeah. been, Hey, that, that would have been a <laughs> lockdown moment for sure. I'd be talking <laughs> yeah. about this for two episodes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the other thing too was George Steinbrenner had died earlier that morning, had passed Ooh. away before the all-star game. So it was crazy in that sense. Oh, and okay. they had totally kind of like that. a little ceremony. Um, well, I had to look it up after the fact, cause I forgot it as well. Um, <laughs> um, and the other thing about the all-star game was they instituted sort of a universal DH thing. So if they were in a national yeah. league park, no matter, okay, the national league team is going to get a DH, which is like, this was 10 years ago. Come on. We need to get to the point. If you're doing this in an all-star game and deciding world uh, home field advantage for the World right. Series, let, let's let's move this show on the road and get Universal DH into the National League. It's so funny. It's so funny because you you're playing the American League and you're saying no, no, we can't put Jacob Degrom facing, you know, right. David Price or whoever is, is on the mound. No, no way, you can't do that for this game. That's not fair. You know, but then what about the 100 yes. and something other games that you have to do that? That's mm-hmm. uh, ridiculous. By the way, uh, quick little game for you. Okay. Quick little trivia. Love it. American League All-Stars, the starters from that year. I gave you a little bit of a hintsy by okay. saying there's no Red Sox. So I'm That's going right. to read down the lineup, give you the position. So okay. You can name the player. And I'll make cool. this quick. Okay. Uh, leading off, playing right field, and this is American League All-Stars because National League, we know we're, we don't have as much knowledge about uh, whatever happens. And that like, they don't have a DH. I don't even, hey, are they even baseball? We don't know. Um, right field leading off. I'm going to say Johnny Damon. Incorrect. It was Ichiro. Oh, yeah. better. Better pick. Batting second, playing shortstop. Playing shortstop. Um... Derek Jeter. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, batting and third, playing first base. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. You got it, sir. All right. This is going to be a toughie, I think. Batting fourth, playing center field. Think about this. This player blew up during this Play. time. 2000. Home run derby. Oh, Josh Hamilton? Of- yes, Josh Hamilton. Of course, nice. the Rays lost him in the Rule 5 draft, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, designated hitter, batting fifth. Um, I will say this guy wears no batting gloves, and wherever the ball is pitched, he'll probably make contact with it. Vladimir Guerrero. Very good. I gave that one away. Very nice. Batting sixth, playing third base. Oh, uh, Evan uh, Michael Longoria. You got it, sir. Uh, batting seventh at catcher. Seventh at catcher, 2010. I'm going to go with uh, one of my all-time favorites, Ivan Putz Rodriguez. No, incorrect. Dang. I'll give you one more guess. I'm going to go with... Uh, Dude could hit. It. Dude could rake. Time. He's tall. Oh, man. He, could uh, bat like, he, he might have batted like 360 in the season. Oh, Joe Mauer. Yeah, Joe Mauer. Very nice. Oh, man, that's a, this is a good good team. Yeah. Batting eighth, uh, playing second base. Batting eighth, playing second base. And there's no Red Sox, so it can't be Dustin Pedroia. So I'm going to go with Robinson Cano. Great 
great guess and you are right on the money. Of course, yeah, you've got to have if there's three race starters, <laughs> you gotta have at least a couple of Yankees. Or, yeah, MLB yeah. was like, okay, we can oh, come on. No. Give me the Yankees though. Come yeah, on. Can't have this. Can't have this. Um <laughs> and then uh left field, batting nine. Uh Carl Crawford. You got it. And I'm I'm just gonna run down the list of National League just for historical reference. Uh Hanley Ramirez was leading off and playing short. Martin Prado was batting second at second base. Man, that is, I would not have guessed that in a million wow. years. And I would guess that's probably his one and only all-star appearance. If I think I, he had a couple more. Really? I a know. couple more. I mean, I think so. You know what? Keep doing that. I'll, yeah. I'm going to double check me. I've got to put the over under at two. I, I mean, I, I got to say two or two or fewer. Um, batting third <laughs> at first base, Albert Pujols. Uh, Ryan Howard, as designated hitter, also. Oh, you're uh, right. By the yeah. way, sorry, you're right. Only one. Only one. Okay. He, yeah. he to me, he felt like a one All Star cat. Yeah, um, I thought he did another one. Okay, keep going. Yeah, you must love you. I think you're overvaluing uh, Martin Prado. I mean, I he was a I solid am. player, but I think I am. I thought he fit. Oh, you know what? I think he was like close to being the hits leader one season. Oh, okay. Or batting average to one of those. And I was like, oh, okay, that missed another. But it probably was that season. <laughs> yes, if I had to guess. Um, David Wright batting fifth at third base. Oh, Ryan Braun batting sixth in left field. Andre Ethier, the surprising pick in center field. He was good for a couple of years there. Yeah. Um, another Brewer at this time. Corey Hart in right field. Big 6'5", lanky Corey dude that could... Yeah, he had wow. a good five, six-year run where he's batting. I think he was also in a home run derby at, at a I think point so, or too. Yeah. I, I've got, like, memory of Corey Hart because he's from Kentucky. Okay. And so, like, there's kind of the southern Indiana-Kentucky line. Like, any any pro player that makes it from that area, it's like you have to know about him. It's like – I think it's, it's like a state law or something. We all we all have it, you know. You have I have the Venezuelan push. You have the Kentucky Indiana. Yeah, push. the Southern Indi- the Kentucky Anna, <laughs> as they say, the the Kentucky yeah. Anna bump. If you want Romeo Langford <laughs> basketball trivia, I got it for you, buddy. Um, okay, I'll see if you can guess this one. Uh, okay. Batting ninth, playing catcher. Batting ninth, playing catcher for Russell Martin. Incorrect. Another guess. Man, he's got a connection to a former race catcher. He's got a very close connection, like a brotherly connection, a brotherly connection to an. Oh, man. No, too much pressure. What is it? Can't handle Yadier Molina. Of course. Still going strong. He'll probably be an all star this season (laughs) or next season as well. Uh, And then pitching uh, for the National League team was Ubaldo Jimenez. Okay. Man, wow. Man. He had a two-year pick peak that was amazing, and then just yeah, I don't know what bottom, happened. Bottomed off. Um, by the way, I don't, how the National League beat the American League that year. You've you got uh, Martin Prado, Andre Ethier, yeah. Corey Hart. What's going on? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Wow. This was a fun one. Again. Yeah. Highlighting some of our our favorite. Greatest moments in Ray's history. Great pick, man. Great pick. Besides, very good. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.